Medics Type 1, Type 2, and Type 3 ambulances deliver the industry's highest possible performance value. Go safely, effectively, and efficiently with ambulance models that provide best-in-class delivery. Learn more at medicsambulance.com. Welcome to Real Life Rescues, a podcast that's going to go behind the scenes and take an in-depth look into the operational and personal accounts of EMS first responders from Israel's largest fully volunteer EMS provider, United Atzala. Any volunteers available in Beit Shemesh across from the Noah Ayala trails? And the units available in Tavaria near the Kinara for an 11 year old boy pulled into the water, possibly drowning. 807 is in the water with the boat. Backup units in the Hi, and welcome to another episode of Real Life Rescues. I'm Raphael. And I'm Dovi, back with you again. Um, today we're going to talk about holiday rescues in, in Israel. Our, our holiday season is not December so much, although we have holidays then too. Uh, but really April is a big one because a- April and September, October. Um, but April we have Passover. We have uh, this year we have Ramadan. And, and Easter. And Easter, or according to the Greek Orthodox, Pascha, um, as it goes in. Uh, so that's it. Where there's a lot of things happen here on the holidays. People, uh, uh, there's also spring cleaning happening, which, you know, I think um, those who are getting ready for Passover take a, a lot more seriously than perhaps some others. Um, I know uh, in our family, my, my parents are always about cleaning the blinds and the drapes and everything. It is the holiday of cleaning. Very much so. It is supposed to be celebrating freedom and coming out of exile. But instead, well, first we have to feel the exile. We need to feel the slavery. slavery. There you go. So, <laughs> so this is the holiday of cleaning and chemical burns and people falling out of windows and off balconies, and, off balconies and all kinds of crazy and exciting stuff. And uh, hot water burns also are very, very common. We've had a lot of those this past oh, week. Yeah. Um, whereas people are heating up hot water to clean something and a kid gets involved and plays with the kettle, the urn, whatever it happens to Pulls be. Pulls it over themselves and take a boiling water shower. Or is sitting there and playing with their trucks on the floor when the parent is cleaning and the parent moves the hot water and it spills and lands on the kid. Um, lots of things like that. Uh, and as Toby was saying, obviously chemical burns with, with kids getting into the cleaning supplies. Uh, not, not only the kids. Not only the kids. It's the sure. fanatic adults that need to sterilize their house for Passover. And they try to do all kinds of um, chemical combustions of <laughs> putting together whatever extreme cleansing materials they could and uh, inhaling those fumes and burning those hands and and, and whatnot. Knocking we'll themselves that. unconscious. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's actually people. Fun, we, fun, fun. <laughs> people are saying, like, don't put, like, ammonia together with citric acid and a bunch of others. I was like, oh, but my grandmother used to clean that way. I'm like, no, she probably didn't because, you know, she survived. Um, So it's probably not, uh, definitely don't mix chemicals when you're cleaning. Uh, Not recommended in any way, shape or form. And uh, yeah, stay safe out there during the holiday season in general uh, with your cleaning uh, or, you know, eating or even uh, going on hikes, which oh, this is just an exciting holiday. Starting with the cleaning and the chemicals and the boiling water, moving on to Passover night to Seder night, where people uh, th- this by far, statistically speaking, is the highest call volume night of the year in Israel, as opposed to I don't know which one would be in the states. I'm guessing uh, maybe Thanksgiving or Halloween or Halloween, Halloween or one of those. So here during Passover night. 
all families get together just like on uh, on uh, Thanksgiving yeah and back, back in the states so here everybody gets together and the best thing is when everybody gets together with their families what happens everybody starts fighting and, and talking and a talking lot while they're and, eating and, and, and then choking <laughs> on, on the matzah and and it's just a very exciting night we'll talk a little bit about that and then from the next day on it starts a vacation and holiday and people start traveling hiking and all these great summer events that start in the spring now yeah with all of the uh, uh related injuries <laughs> To go with that. Water sports, um, you know, boating and swimming and of course hiking and biking and you name it. Yep. So it's a lot of injuries related, a lot of drownings, um, and of course lots of traffic accidents because people are trying to get to wherever they're going and to and from. Uh, that's if they can get out of the traffic jam. That's if they can get out of the traffic jam. Well, a lot of those accidents happen in traffic jams. And you get road rage and all sorts of fun things like oh, that. Oh yeah. So <laughs> the holiday really poses a challenge, and that was just Passover. Now now we have Ramadan thrown in there as well. And Ramadan's an interesting one because, you know, you have a large segment of the population all fasting. Um, so you have dehydration, which happens a lot. Uh, yeah, and aggravation. Aggravation. <laughs> People get hangry. Um, that's a concept. Hangry, it's, yeah. That's a concept now. <laughs> um, and uh, so that, that takes place as well. Um, and, of course, unfortunately, uh, we've seen in the past that uh, terror incidents spike during this time as well. Um and probably because people are hangry, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but the uh, the others, the other flip side is that also we have a lot of um, diabetic uh, imbalances which take place because of the fasts, as we are know we know very well. Um, so those are a lot of those common calls for those who aren't familiar with Ramadan. It's a month long fast, right? Where basically it's daily daily fasting from from dawn until uh, um, until until sunset. sundown sunset. And then there's iftar, which is a big dinner that the families get together and have every night for the, for the whole month. So going back to family get-togethers again. <laughs> yep. Uh, and they get interesting. And it's, sometimes it's even more than family. It's like family, but it turns into the whole village or uh, you know, larger the family. The larger family together. Cousins come together and cousins of cousins. And they have a very big, wonderful celebration for the most part. But still, we do see a lot of cases of choking and a lot of cases of injuries of uh, different sorts, which take place. Um, so we're very active during this month. This, this is a month where we're not uh, sitting back and relaxing and, and taking the holidays with our families, unfortunately. We're trying to do that, but we're also always on call. And therefore, we're always responding to some uh, medical emergencies that are taking place in or around our vicinity. So let's talk a little bit about those medical emergencies, Raphael. Let's start off with... Uh um, our, our, our lovely uh, people that love climbing out of their windows on the sixth and seventh floor to clean the window, clean the air conditioner or whatever it is. And then uh, just just last week, I think we treated two or three that actually fell, unfortunately, to their death um, because uh, they thought it was very important to clean the window from the outside or the air conditioner unsecured and 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 drop to their death. From there, very unfortunate. As much as we try to um, talk about this uh, through uh, social media, etc., of you know personal safety. Um, as much as we want the holiday to be kosher, we want to be alive in order to enjoy it. So, just last week alone, we were dealing with a whole bunch of uh, of people falling out of balconies. Um, terrible, really, really terrible, um, and 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 unfortunate. Um, moving on to the interesting chemical burns that we get 
Well, before we get to chemical burns, let's stick on the cleaning for a minute. Oh. Um, one of the it. things that take place uh, is people have to clean their cars. Um, not just your homes, uh, but the idea is that uh, in Judaism, you're not supposed to have any leavened bread anywhere, and that includes crumbs, which is why people are so crazy about cleaning. Uh, and Though we tried to explain to them that dust is not crumbs. Correct. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people, everyone takes uh, their car to clean inside and out. Uh, and recently there was, there was an incident where people were, were cleaning their car uh, and they forgot to put the handbrakes on. Um, and the car started, they were cleaning it on a hill, of course, uh, this took place in Haifa. Um, and the car rolled back on them. Uh, now Haifa is a city where uh, the, these, there's a lot of terraces, uh, what um, the word, I'm actually blanking on the word right now, where they have a lot of different levels, um, levels, levels, they have different levels of, of the city streets. Uh, one one city street is a couple stories above the one below it. So there's usually fences up. City on a mountainside, basically. Yeah, and there's there's uh, fences up behind parking, uh, you know, parking spots, even private parking spots in people's houses. They have a little fence there so the car doesn't go over the cliffside and land on the parking spot, but you know, three or four stories below it in the next building. Um, so anyway, Turning it into a multi-story parking lot. <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, so what they have they, they this car basically. Uh, started rolling backwards and made it through the fence and sat kind of like teetering on the edge of this cliff face. Um, and the driver, of course, it, it ran over the driver's foot uh, while it was doing this. The driver was trying to stop the car from moving backwards and ran over the driver's foot. The driver was very severely injured. Uh, the fire department came and secured the car so it didn't fall and, God forbid, land on someone else or their car. Um, but at the same time, we treated that person for a severe foot injury, had a tourniquet on, and then... Scoop and, scoop and run, got them over to the hospital as well. And it happened, you know, very simply, they were cleaning the car. Either they forgot to put the handbrake on or they, or they kicked it while they were cleaning the car and the handbrake went down, uh, causing the injury in of itself. Um, so there's definitely, I guess, secondary and, and tertiary uh, injuries that take place when cleaning. Um, we talked about chemical burns also a little bit. Uh, we had, like I said, we had a couple of cases last week. Uh, both with regular hot water burns. Um, well, actually, there's there's a phenomenon in Israel. Um, well, I would say in general in Jewish and Orthodox Jewish communities, and that is that um, what, when we find this primarily every weekend on the Shabbat, um, when the Orthodox people um, keep an urn of a boiling water because they cannot uh, boil water on, on, on Shabbat. So they keep an urn of, it could be four, six, eight, ten 10 liters of boiling water on the uh, countertop. And it's quite common, unfortunately common, uh, that kids will, will come up to the counter and, and somehow pull over this urn and spill it over their body. And this is a phenomenon that is that has been around for years. They're making the urns safer now. They're making them more protected. You know, that watertight on up, the top, so. watertight, etc. Yeah. But but unfortunately, we see this throughout the year on 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 Saturdays, um, and and it's, and spikes much more during preparation for Passover when people boil these urns in order to pour over the the countertops and tables in order to kosher, make their, their, their countertop kosher for Pesach, disinfecting it from all uh, bread residue. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, they're not very careful. And we're seeing a, a, a spike in these calls of kids being uh, burnt, of uh, second degree burns um, on, on, on vast parts of their body 
uh, as a result of, of of this direct hit of boiling water. So the, 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 we just last week, I don't know, Rafael, how many calls did we have just last week like this? I forgot about last week. On, on Thursday alone, I think we had six. Um, I'm just trying to like... Okay, so we just had one one of these. I'll just uh, give one example. In the, in the neighborhood of Musrara in Jerusalem, uh, there was a small child, a two-year-old child, who was uh, playing in his in his kitchen while you know, his parents were cooking. Uh, sorry, part cleaning. Um, and they might have been cooking too. I don't know. Uh, this is this is again. This was on on Friday even. Uh, and they you know pulled the urn over like you're saying, and, and it landed on them, and it's immediate third degree burn. Um, and they're you know, on on a large part of their body. Of course, when you're talking about burns, you talk about you know your uh, category of nines, um, where you're talking about different parts of the body that were burned. In this case, uh, was upper torso and one of the limbs, a little bit on the head, uh, and uh, it's unfortunate because burns are something that take a very long time to heal, if at all. Uh, you're left with scarring. You're left with uh, pretty severe scar tissue, and when you're talking about third degree burns, uh, it can even be life threatening. Um, especially for small children. Uh, so these things which we continuously, like you said, we talk about it uh, in our spokesperson department. We talk about it trying to get campaigns out to the media to warn people about this, uh, specifically ahead of the holidays, uh, that they have to be really extra careful to keep kids out of the kitchen when they're cleaning, uh, keep them away from cleaning supplies uh, so they don't get chemical burns, and obviously keep them away from any hot water sources as well. Yeah, another, another unfortunate um, uh, type of call that we have quite often during these uh, Passover preparations is is little babies drowning in buckets uh, where the family members will, will be cleaning the house and have buckets of water with uh, whatever cleaning material inside and they'll be washing the floors or the cabinets or whatever and the little kid will uh, will crawl will crawl up and 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 literally tilt and fall into the bucket face down uh, resulting in drowning of the of the infant Um these are all uh, very unfortunate calls, and we try to raise the awareness. Um, they're traumatic. They're traumatic for our teams as well. Um, and 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 it's it, it's it's like sort of these calls that you get off them, and you say, "What a waste! What what a stupid, stupid, stupid mistake!" Right? Because they're preventable, and it's preventable injuries. It's preventable death, and those are the worst cases. Like you know, trauma is is one thing we can we can. You know, it's difficult. It's difficult to process. Difficult to handle. But the ones that really hit you hard are, are preventable injuries and preventable death, um, which, like I said, there's been a little bit more care and a little bit more thought ahead of time. Uh, it could have easily been prevented from from taking place in the, in from happening. So we've completed our cleaning and we've gotten to Seder night. So families are gathering together. Traffic jams are horrendous while everybody's trying to get to their family get together for their Seder night. This is the peak of the year when families get together, as I was saying, um, and and meeting around the tables and starting to aggravate each other <laughs> yeah. beyond having fun. Best things families do is fight. And when they get together, it just goes to a different level and they start fighting. And we start seeing a, 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 a like I said earlier, is the highest call volume of the year. We're talking about myocardial infarctions, chest pains, strokes, anything that you can relate <laughs> Let, to aggravation blood <laughs> and blood pressure, this is your party night. Yeah. And 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 while while everybody's trying to enjoy their 
holiday dinner with the family. Um, our 6,500 volunteers from all over Israel are busy leaving their table to run out and respond to these calls, not to mention combining into the aggravation and all of that fun, having matzah, which for those of you who don't know what matzah bread is, it is like a thick cracker and you need to eat a lot of it as part of the custom. <laughs> and what people do is instead of eating it, they try to inhale it. Right. And You're supposed to eat a lot of it in a short time, in a short period of time, <clears throat> which is also uh, an interesting challenge. And it causes for a lot of, and this is of course, while you're having a conversation. Uh, so that causes for a challenge. And obviously when you're ingesting food and trying to talk at the same time, we know that doesn't work so well. Trying to deal with your mother-in-law or with your. <laughs> don't, don't, I feel like you're, I feel like you're, uh, you're doing some uh, psychotherapy trauma right now. No, I'm just preparing <laughs> myself for Seder night. That's it. <laughs> no, because I'm in your family. My family, thankfully we don't fight We have so a much. great time. Oh, not to mention. <laughs> Four glasses of wine. Yes. Just throw into the party. Fun. Now, thankfully, most people are not supposed to drive after the Seder. <laughs> <And laughs> they have a designated driver. They'll stick to the grape juice. And, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but usually what ends up happening on, on, on Passover is that, um, uh, as often happens here in Yoneta Atzala, where we we uh, sort of shift back and forth between whichever group is having a holiday. Um, so when the Jewish uh, volunteers have a holiday, the Muslim volunteers are a little bit more on call and vice versa. Um, so this year, Passover is happening at the same time as Ramadan. So it means everybody's together with their family on Seder night. The Jews doing their Seder night for Passover. And, and of course, uh, the Muslims celebrating Ramadan, having their feast at, uh, at the breakfast time after fasting all day. So really, there's everyone's on call. But at the same time, everyone is actually all trying to have a family celebration at the same time. And it gets difficult to, to leave your family to respond to an emergency because you're in the middle of the celebration. You're in the middle of eating. You're in the middle of, in, in the Seder, we have a whole large uh, text to read, um, which we're supposed to read together as a family. And then you play games, uh, get, in, you know, get the sing kids songs, involved. songs, have a great sing time. Sing songs. And like you said, four cups of wine. Um, so it makes it even more difficult for the responders to, to drive. The responders who are drinking four cups of wine can't Drive either. Let's just remind, it's not typical um, um, shift. It's not a typical shift that, you know, you're away for the eight hours, you do your shift and you go home. We're talking about the community-based response of volunteers that are responding to incidents in their immediate vicinity, in their neighborhood, in their street, in the building next door. So they'll be literally just jumping up from their family get together and running out to the call. In, in most cases. And then there's those uh, conscientious responders who do grape juice instead of wine. Um, and so they can drive if they're, you know, taking a little bit more of the calls, uh, or call volume. Um, and it's a time where, where it's really a, a big family celebration. As much as we joke about, uh, you know, fighting with your families, uh, it's really nice, uh, time of togetherness. And, uh, when we have to respond to emergencies because they, they happen and they do happen and they, they will happen. Um, that's a little bit, uh, it, it detracts from, the celebration that the rest of the family feels from our responders, but most of our, our responders' families are used to it by now. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. So we do try and encourage people to take it, you know, take things safely, do things safely, try and lower tensions, and of course, not have any emergencies so the rest of the responders can celebrate with their families. Now that we've said that, we know it's going to happen. <laughs> so um, how do we deal with it? Um, like Dovey said, the, the responders who are close by leave whatever they're doing and go and respond to the emergency to try and help. Uh, and then when the ambulance team comes as, as regular as our protocol, uh, we pass them off to the ambulance, the ambulance takes them to the hospital and we go back to our, our families and our celebrations. Um, but it's an incredibly high night, uh, or high volume night of, uh, emergencies as well. 
Uh, we talked a little bit about choking. Um, there's there's other certain dietary issues which come up through uh, the change in food that takes place from the celebration. You're eating a lot more food uh, in both cases than normal. Uh, coming from Ramadan, you're coming after a fast and eating a lot of food. So there's a lot of imbalances that can go on as well. Uh, we're talking about diabeticals, people with special dietary needs, um, and we can have a lot of issues with, uh, you know, stomach emergencies, uh, diabetic emergencies uh, of what they uh, what they happen to be. Um, I've definitely responded to a bunch of them in previous years. I hope this year will be a lot more quiet. It will be a lot of fun as every year. We'll have a great time. And we finished our Seder the Ho next day. Hopefully everyone's still alive. Well, most, <laughs> most of us will probably still be alive. Most of us probably still be alive. <laughs> for the vast majority. And now is time for the rest of the holiday. And what do people do on holiday here in Israel? They go hiking, biking, swimming, and 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 and, and touring all over the country. Uh -huh. um, and we are prepping ourselves and the volunteers uh, to respond in the off-road, in the all-terrain areas. Um, we, we have so many incidents, and we work a lot with the public trying to teach the unprofessional hikers that you cannot just take a half liter bottle of water and go out on a, on a hike in the Judean desert in Israel, uh, because you most probably will not survive that hike. And we find ourselves responding to uh, dehydrated patients, heat strokes, um, etc. cetera, um, in large numbers during, right. during the holiday. And we're now looking, that we have the helicopters, we'll get there a lot faster. Absolutely. And we're also looking at the it's uh, the snakes are just starting to come out from uh, from their uh, winter hibernation and, uh, and and greeting our hikers as these are kicking the 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 stones, stones and uplifting them. Yeah. And, snakes, and, and scorpions, snakes, scorpions, spiders, lots of them. It's just becoming very exciting. And we're, we're not we're quite Australia, excited. but uh, we definitely have our own issues as we well. We have our desert here. We've got the Judean Desert. We've got the yeah. Dead Sea. We've got the Negev. We've got some beautiful deserts here. I wasn't talking about the desert. I was talking about all the different wildlife trying to kill us. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's more of an Australia thing. We're, 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 we're not quite there, but it definitely happens here too. Um but a lot of hiking. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned hiking in, in terms of water carrying. There was one hike that I was on a few years back, a uh, very long hike uh, in uh, in a stream called Nachal Amud, uh, the Amud stream, which is in the north. Um, it goes basically between the city of, of Tzfat uh, and the Kinneret, let's uh, see, the Galilee. Um, and it's it's an eight-hour, nine-hour hike with no water anywhere anywhere in sight, and you're in the bottom of a ravine. And if you don't bring enough water with you, you dehydrate and you collapse. There's there's, there's no way to get up the sides of the mountain there. Um, for for avid hikers like I was back a few years ago, uh, you know, the, on on the map there was located a, a a very hidden stream, kind of a hidden stream it was off the path by about a few meters behind a bunch of uh, trees and bushes. That's a freshwater stream, and it was clean, and. Uh, so I knew it was there if need be, but I brought, you know, easily, uh, five liters of water per person on my hike for that trip. Uh, we came across a group of, uh, seminary girls who are here for their year in Israel, their gap year. Uh, and they, there was about 10 of them and they had only brought two liters of water per person, which they finished several miles back. Uh, and I met them, uh, and there were, uh, most of them were well into the stages of dehydration and heat stroke. Uh, and there was no water to be seen. We obviously shared the water that we had, but as we accompanied them on the hike, we're talking a significant increase in people. Uh, we needed a significant increase in water. And um, 
you know, it was it was lucky I did my research and found that stream before the hike, so I knew where it was. And when we came up to it, we refilled our water. We did not have any ammonia packs. We trusted that we wouldn't get too much bacteria. Um, well, but we did. We did. Living on the edge. It's it's going to be what kills you first, really, at that point. And yeah. <laughs> dehydration was definitely first. So we everyone refilled our water packs and we drank from the stream. Uh, and thankfully made it safely out of there. Had had we not shown up to help these girls, I am not quite sure what would have happened to them. Um, it would have been a, a very severe case of dehydration, heat stroke at in best case. Uh, in worst case, there would have been some medevacs taking place from that stream at that time. Yeah, well, now we have helicopters that can help with those medevacs. So we do, but ten of them, <laughs> ten at the same time. Even even that's like a couple trips with the helicopters. Yeah, no, 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 no. But you mentioned the Sea of Galilee, so so it also reminds me that we're. Uh, they're throwing our boat back in the water. Yeah, right um, after this, Seder night. <laughs> Seder night, the rescue boat is, he is, the headed, is headed for the water and then prepping itself. They're actually preparing it now already for starting the season. Every year during the season, which starts now in Passover and through the summer, we have an average of about 350 water rescues yeah. um, by, by like the two, rescue two boat. Two three a day. Yeah, it, 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 it's least. very busy. The volunteers do shifts on the boat um, because it's very common in the Sea of Galilee um, that there are strong winds, um, and and the Israelis love going out on the water with these inflatable um, mattresses and dinghies and dinghies and whatever. And then within seconds, they get drifted off into the center of the sea there, and it's, we're talking about hundreds of meters in. And unfortunately, every year there are people who, who also lose their life there. But uh, we try to prevent that with uh, with right. the water rescue unit. And they get stranded in the middle of the lake. Basically, the wind blows them from the west, which is the main populated city of Tiberias, uh, on the western shore. And it blows them into the middle of the lake. And it just keeps them there. Meaning even when they try and swim back towards the shore, the wind keeps pushing them back out to the center. Uh, specifically, takes place in the afternoons. Um, and every day we have we have numerous rescues of people who get well, dragged. It was, it was Passover city. three years ago that there was a terrible tragedy there of three guys that went out drunk on one of these inflatable uh, mattresses. And it deflated in the water. And they were, like I said, they were drunk and they drowned. And they weren't to be found. And they got, you know, the whole water rescue units out there. And they got the, the, the dive team. The, the dive police, team and everyone. It actually, took, it actually took yeah. almost two days to find, to recover their bodies. Right. Um, very, very tragic. And that's when we got our sonar. That's that's exactly when we upgraded our boat and got a sonar that, 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 that's been in service since and saving many, many lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the sonar is actually one of the more advanced sonars. I think whenever there's a water rescue now, the police call us because they know we have the sonar. Uh, the police have a maritime uh, rescue unit on the on the lake. Uh, and that's really it there. It's them and our boat. And, and there's nobody else really patrolling it. There's no... In Israel, there's no Coast Guard. Uh, we don't have a Coast Guard in Israel. Um, so in the, in the Sea Galley, it's the police and us. And in the Mediterranean... Uh, it's the Navy, mainly, uh, doing the water rescues. Um, and uh, yeah, so we have we have a, a sonar on, it's on par with the Navy, to best my knowledge, or better? Or the, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the Navy one. Um, and it's, it's military, it's military grade. It's military grade sonar. Basically, you can see everything that's going on in the bottom of the, of the, of the sea. We find far too much trash, unfortunately. Uh, but we also, the main point is that it saves lives. Uh, and it does, and it succeeds. We, we actually find people who are, uh, out and drifting or, you know, started to drown and we come and manage to rescue them on the way as well. Um, so we've talked a lot about cleaning. We've talked about Seder night. We've talked about choking. And now we've talked about uh, hiking and water rescues. Uh, and that's really just taking place uh, here over the holiday season, both with Passover and Ramadan and Easter. 
A lot of people celebrating, and that means a lot of, as we all know, in the EMS world, a lot of craziness. It means that we'll have a lot of great stories for you after, for our next episode, <laughs> <laughs> telling you how it all went. So that's unfortunately all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Great being with you again. And we'll uh, we'll get you next time. Yeah.